Okay. Baruch uh, Welcome everyone. Thank you everybody for joining us tonight. Um, we thank uh, all of the live participants, Tarani Time viewers. Uh, tonight's shir, as the oldest shirman Sefer Vayikor, are sponsored by the Zakheim family. Leila Nishnas from Shlomo Eliezer Ben Harab Yaakov Zakheim. I see... Uh, Someone from the Mishpacha is on the screen. Thank you very much. Shalom Shavan Aliyah. Gamel Sirashiv Ho Mishpacha. Someone anonymously sponsored all the Shurim Leila Nishmas. Harav Mordechai Leiv Ben Rav Yosef Benachem Gladstein, our grandfather. Tonight's Shur is sponsored by Dr. Zeev Fanfeder in honor of his father's yard site, which is today uh, Gavriel Ben Zeev, and as a, a Hoida that Rav Zev had for Shalema. Uh, Rav Zev Ben Rickel, you should have Rufuis, Shus Nachamas, Good Health, Abiyas Gal Tzedek, and also uh, sponsored by the Klein family, Le'ilay Nishmas, Sara Bas Mordechai. Okay, that is the shir for tonight. No, actually that was just an introduction. Okay, Bruchem Abom, welcome everyone. Tonight we have a fantabulous subject, very interesting topic. Um, a controversy that happened about 170 years ago. Very interesting controversy. And it's based on a Gemara that we learned in Yavamais recently. And here we go. Uh, this, uh, what's the connection to the parsha? Uh, in the parsha, we have the mitzvah of brismila, v'yayim hashmini yimal basar arlasai. So we're going to speak about the role of brismila in establishing someone as a Jew. We know in order to convert, um, when someone is born a Jew, all they need is mila. But if somebody is a Gentile and they want to become a Jew, then they need Geros. Now, what is Geros? There are three opinions in the Gemara Yivamos on that Memvavam and Aleph going on to Memvavam and Beis. The first opinion is the opinion of Rabbi Lezer. Rabbi Lezer says, you need Mila, and that's it. All you need is Mila. You do not need Tvila. Rabbi Yeshua, on the other hand, holds. And Rabbi Lezer says, where do I learn it out from? I learn it out from Klal Yisrael. They left Mitzrayim. They entered into the Jewish fold with Mila. And they never went to the mikvah. What mikvah did they go to? They had a mikvah in the midbar. They had a Vishnitsa mikvah. They had a Satmar mikvah in the midbar. What mikvah did they go to? They, there was no mikvah. So they had Mila. There was no Tevilah. And they were Jews. Rabbi Yeshua, on the other hand, says, Tevilah without Mila works. Just go to the mikvah. You want to become a Jew? Jump in the mikvah. It's interesting, no? All you need to do is jump in the mikvah and you, be, could, you could become uh, Jewish according to uh, Rabbi Shua. Rabbi Shua says, where do we learn this from? The Imais, the mothers. How did they become Jewish? They didn't have a milah. They went to the mikvah. So, so too, anybody who jumps in the mikvah becomes Jewish. And the, Rabbi Yoisi and the Chachamim, and this is how we paskin, say, um, if you look in Memvav Amadeis, number one on your sheets, Amrav Chia Bar Abba, Amrav Yochanan, Lo'olam Enoi Ger Ad Shayimo V'yitbal, you're not a Ger until you circumcise and immerse. Okay? And that's how we paskin. That uh, one is not a ger until they go to the mikvah and they until they have circumcision and they go to the mikvah. Good? Excellent. One needs mila and tefillah. Michael, you have a question? Or it's just a... Uh, oh. No audio, huh? You can't hear? What? You can't hear? You can't hear. Um, 
Are you you're, you can't hear? Could you hear now? Could you hear? Anyone raise your hand if you could hear? No, no one could hear. That's real. That's real. Um. Okay, one second. Let's see if we can. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You're not able to hear? No? Not at all? Not at all. Um, how about on the, the live stream? I don't know. Okay, you'll have to come here, I guess. No? So, or you could just watch, you know. Um, sorry. So that's the, uh, that's the, uh, the Gemara's conclusion. The Gemara's conclusion is in order to become a ger, you need mila and you need tefillah. Tefillah without mila, mila without tefillah is not a good geras. That is the conclusion of the Gemara. Now, how to, what? Um, the order, yes. You have to do mila and then you do tefillah. Okay, so the Gemara, the Toysus has the following Shaila, and this is what the Shira is based on. Toysus, the Shaila is the Gemara, and Ayin Aleph, Amad Aleph, says that Rabbi Akiva encounters the following Pasuk. Toyshav the Sakhir lo Someone who is a Ger Toyshav, someone who is a Sakhir, he cannot eat, he cannot eat the carbon Pesach. Says the Gemara, what is that coming to exclude? That's coming to exclude a Ger Shemol v'loy tabal. A ger that had mila and did not have tefillah cannot eat from the carbon Pesach. Okay? That's, we have a Pasuk, Toysha v'socha lo'yerchavai, from which the Gemara derives that a ger that had mila without tefillah cannot eat from the carbon Pesach. Frek Toysvis, who is Rabbi Akiva going like? If he's going like Rabbi Elezer, that mila without tefillah is a good geros, then why in the world can't you eat from the carbon Pesach? You're a full-fledged ger, you're a complete ger, you're a total ger. Why, do, why would the Pasuk say you can't eat from the Karim Pesach? Well, because you don't have a, a Tevila. Tevila doesn't do anything according to Rebbe Lazar. Elamai, Rabbi Akiva holds, like Rabbi Yoisi, and, uh, or like Rabbi Yeshua, that Milo without Tevila doesn't work, is not a good Geros. So then, why do I need a Pasuk that you can't eat from the Karim Pesach? You're a complete guy. You're, you're not even Kachavim. So Toysus asks, Miman of Shach. Why would Rabbi Akiva need a Pasuk that someone who has Mila without Tvila cannot eat for the Karim Pesach? If you hold Tvila is necessary, so then of course you can't eat from the Karim Pesach, you're a guy. And if you hold Tvila is not necessary, so then why can't you eat from the Karim Pesach? You're a full-fledged Jew. Miman of Shach. So Toysa says, really Rabbi Akiva holds like Rabbi Yeshua. And Mila without Tvila is not a Geros. Aye, if Mila without Tevila is not a Geros, so then why do I need a Pasuk that you can't eat from the Karim Pesach? Of course you can't eat from the Karim Pesach, you're not Jewish. This is the Pasuk from which you learn out that if you don't have Mikvah, you're not Jewish. We learn it out from the Karim Pesach. In other words, from the fact that the Torah says, if you have Mila without Tevila, you can't eat 
from the carbon pesach. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know why there's no sound. From the fact that the um, the pasuk says that if you have milo without tefila, you can't eat from the carbon pesach. From there, we learn out that you're not Jewish unless you have tefila. That's this is the source. But again, let's get Toysus's question clear. Toysus's question is: We have a pasuk by carbon pesach that someone who has a milo without uh, immersing, um, immersing in the mikvah, you can't eat from the Karm Pesach. So Tosis wants to know, according to the Chachamim, that you need Tvila to be Jewish, so then why do I need a Pesach that you can't eat from the Karm Pesach? Of course you can't eat from the Karm Pesach. And if we hold that Mila without Tvila is a good Geros, then why can't you eat from the Karm Pesach? Comes the Rajba. The Rajba is really the uh, main source of tonight's shir. And the Rajba says, in Yivamois Ayin Aleph Amid Aleph, says the Rajba, why does Rabbi Kiva say a ger that's circumcised and didn't go to the mikvah is not a ger until he goes to the mikvah? What do you mean? Of course, uh, I, I don't need a pasuk that you, that, uh, you can't eat from the Karm Pesach. You're not Jewish. In other words, why would Rabbi Akiva need a pasuk? You can't eat from the Karm Pesach. You don't have tefillah. Says the Rajba, tremendous chiddush. But the Rajba asks like this, do I need a pasuk? Let's say you had an Arab who had mila without any tvila. Uh, then would I need a pasuk that he can't eat from the Karm Pesach? Of, of course he can't eat from the Karm Pesach. He, he's not Jewish, right? Uh, so wh- why would the pasuk be saying, excluding someone who has mila without tvila? Someone who has mila without tvila is not a yid. So the Rajba says there's a very big difference between a ger who has mila without tvila and somebody who is, let's say, an Arab who has Mila and doesn't have Tefillah. The difference is, an Arab who has Mila without Tefillah, he didn't do Mila to be a Jew. So I don't need a Pasuk to say that he can't eat from the Karim Pesach. However, someone, says the Rajba, who has Mila without Tefillah, so he did Mila for, 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 to be a Jew, so says the Rajva the following Chiddush. He says, "Deshani hacha demilasoi l'shem yahados ve'afal pi shaloi nigmar gerusoi mikamakoim kvar hischel ve'nichnas ktsas pedasi hades." Says the Rajva that when someone has mila, even without tvila, even though he's not fully Jewish yet, but he already began the process of entering Judaism, so he's slightly Jewish. Says the Rajva. He's entered a little bit the Jewish fold and all he needs is tefillah. In other words, the Rajma says the following chedosh. Even though we paskin, if somebody does mila without tefillah, they are not Jewish. Nevertheless, they have entered the fold a little bit. They, they're quasi-Jewish. They're ktsas ger. And all they need is tefillah. And therefore, you would have thought they could eat from the carbon Pesach. And therefore, I need a Pasuk to say they don't eat from the carbon Pesach. In other words, here's the Rajah's Wapra of a Chiddush. The Rajah comes along and he says, that even though we Paskin, that someone who does circumcision, and he doesn't do um, Tefillah, is not a Jew, but he begins to enter the process just a little bit, and because of that, I would have thought he's allowed to eat from the Karim Pesach, and the Pasuk says, no, he doesn't eat from the Karim Pesach. Okay, so that's the Chiddush of the Rajva. 
that Mila does something. So based on this, we have the following historical account. In 1848, in the city of Yushalayim, on the 23rd day of Adarbez, a man converted to Judaism and he had a Mila. The only thing is, his Mila was not uh, healing. His his Mila was not... um, being cured. And he couldn't go to the mikvah. The Gemara Yivama says that if somebody's milah is still raw, you can't go to the mikvah. The mikvah will irritate the, uh, the wound. So he didn't know what to do. So the natural choice would be to go to Reb Shmuel Salant and to try to, uh, have to have a Shiloh. What should he do? He can't go to the mikvah. Now, it's a, so he's saying, okay, he'll wait until the wound heals. But the question is, what does he do about Shabbos? Because if he doesn't have a tefillah, he's not Jewish. If he's not Jewish, then he has to desecrate the Shabbos. Should he desecrate the Shabbos before he goes to the mikvah? So he goes to Rav Shmuel Salant. Rav Shmuel Salant was out of town. Rav Shmuel Salant was going fundraising for uh, some new initiatives. He uh, had to raise money for a new yeshiva that he established in the courtyard of Rabbi Huda HaChosid. And... And... He went to Russia to collect money. So who took over Rav Shmuel Salant? Rav Shmuel Salant had a backup rabbi for the weekend. So this Gera goes to the backup rabbi. He says, I, I had Mila. I didn't have Tefillah. It's Shabbos. I'm not Jewish. Do I need to keep the Shabbos? Or, I, or do I need to desecrate the Shabbos? So he said, uh, you know, you're going to have to desecrate the Shabbos. You're not Jewish. And he told him, after Mincha, I want you to take out a pen. You can write two letters. You have to be Mechal Shabbos. After all, Gersha Shabbos is Chayiv Misa. And that's what he did. This, this future Ger was Mechal Shabbos. The other rabbis in the area found out about the Psaka of Rabbi Shmuel Salant. And, uh, of this rabbi, who we're going to see, his name was Rabbi Usher Lemel. And they said, you're wrong. You can't tell a potential convert especially a convert who had Mila to desecrate the Shabbos. And all the Sephardic rabbis led by Rav Agan disagreed with him, and they cried out about this psak, and they said, this, this potential ger has to keep the Shabbos. That was the dilemma. So Rav Asher Lemel didn't know what to do. And by the way, this uh, story is recorded by a, a descendant of Rav Shmuel Salant. And this when we were by Harazesim, we visited the cavern of Shmuel Salant, and one of Shmuel Salant's descendants is Rabbi Chil Michal Tikachinsky. And Rabbi Chil Michal records this story, and he says Rabbi Shalemo was starting to get very nervous because nobody agreed with his psak that this potential ger should be Michal Shabbos. So he wrote a letter to two gedolim in the time. First, he wrote a letter to Rabbi Shmuel Salant, who was in Warsaw, and then he wrote a letter to the chief rabbi of Altona, who was the Aruch Lener of Yaakov Etlinger. And they both wrote to Rav Asher Lemel, B'mechilas k'voyd t'ayroscha harama, I'm sorry to tell you, but you're wrong, and uh, you made a big mistake. Yeah, this potential ger is not allowed to be Mechalel Shabbos. So Rechil Mechel sort of records, what, what did this rabbi hold? What did this Rav Asher Lemel hold that he told this potential ger to be Mechalel Shabbos? So uh, Rechil Mechel records the whole story, and... This Rav Asher Lemel writes 
how none of the rabbis agreed with him, and they said, whoever heard such a thing, that if you have a ger who is already circumcised, and he de- didn't have tevila yet, then you're supposed to tell him to mechal Shabbos. Whoever heard such a thing? So Rav Asher said, well, you heard it here first. Please explain to me. He says, if you want, I could tell you a svara, and if you want, I could tell you a gemara mefureshes, that this ger is obligated to be mechal Shabbos. Number one, he says, it's a svara. The svara is, we paskin like the chachamim, that you're not a ger until you do mila and tefillah, which means before you do tefillah, you're a full-fledged guy. Now, what does the Gemara say in Sanhedrin, Dafnon Chesam Abeis? Gemara says, Goy sheshavas chayiv misa. If a goy keeps Shabbos, he's chayiv misa. By the way, where do we learn out um, that a goy sheshavas chayiv misa from? Where do we learn that from? We learn from the Pasuk, Yoim v'layla lo yishbaisu. Day and night, you cannot let it cease. And, by the way, the Gemara says, not only is a guy not allowed to keep Shabbos, he's not to keep Monday. For a Gentile to rest 24 hours straight from Sunday night to Monday night is an Isser Dai Raisa. The Gemara says, not only a guy Shabbos Chayim Misa for Saturday, for Sunday, for Monday, for Tuesday, any day, Gentile cannot spend the entire day without um, doing Malacha. Now, is a goy chayiv misa for observing Shabbos. The Gemara says goy Shabbos chayiv misa. The Rambam learns that that's an exaggeration. The Rambam learns that even though a goy that um, violates any of the Shabbos mitzvahs when noyach is chayiv misa bidei adam, however, if he violates Shabbos, bezin will hit the, the goy, but bezin will not kill the goy. But at the end of the day, it's an Isser Dei Raisa for a, a convert, for a Goy, to keep the Shabbos. So says Rav Asher I don't understand. We paskin that Ger Taval is a Goy, is a Goy Gomor. And a Goy is not to keep Shabbos. So how could anybody in a clear conscience say that this Goy is, has to keep the Shabbos? And L'Chairo, what, what I'm saying is absolutely correct. We all know that one major distinction between a Ger between a goy and a Jew, and a Jew, is whether you're allowed to eat an animal that's mefarchesas. You know what mefarchesas is? You shech the animal, and the animal's shechted, but is alive. It's still thrashing about. Can a Jew eat an animal that is shechted and is mefarchesas? Absolutely yes. Can a goy eat an animal? No, because it's not dead. So a guy is now to eat Aver Menachai. A Jew is now to eat an animal that's not shechted. So this animal shechted, but it's alive. So says Rav Asher Do you think that this ger who had mila and didn't have tvila is allowed to eat an animal that's mefacheses? Of course not. It would be an Isra We would kill him, right? A ger that did mila without tvila, if he wants to eat an animal that's mefacheses, he would not be allowed to be lenient. We would kill him for eating the animal. So the same way he can't be lenient to eat an animal that, that's mefacheses, he should not be able to be lenient to do what? To eat, uh, to, to observe the Shabbos. So, what? How do you know that he can't eat? If he has tibra, he has tibra, and he's not eating He's a ben noyach, and uh, He's on his way. He's still in the country. We have but, but we, what? We still have an answer to the question. Well, we pass him. Gershem Mal Veloy Tavau. His chayiv is a goy. So if he's a goy, 
The same way it seems like everybody says you can't eat the animal that's in Trachasas, you should not be able to observe the Shabbos. Furthermore, um, we find in Shas that the Gemara says that a ger that has mila, that doesn't have tefillah, is a nachri l'chol davar. And the Gemara even says, by the way, if you remember on Memvav Aleph, that there was a certain guy who the father was a ger, shemol v'loi taval. The woman was a Jewish woman. And Rabbi Yochanan Paskin, that in Rabbi Yochanan's opinion, a goy that marries a Jewish woman, the children are mamzerim. We don't paskin that way, but that's what Rabbi Yochanan paskins. Rabbi Yochanan said that a ger, shemol v'loi taval, that married a Jewish woman, is considered... Um, the child's a mamzer. So you see, Mila without Tvila is nothing. So Mila without Tvila is not anything. How could anybody say that this, uh, this, this Ger Shemov Tavao should observe Shabbos? This was the argument of Rabbi Asher Lemel. He feels that nobody got it right. He's the only one who saw it clearly. And honestly, between me and you, I would agree with him, Yisvara. Very nice he had a Mila. Very nice. He could have had the best meal in the world, whoever you, whoever you think that is. But he didn't go to the mikvah. He didn't go to the mikvah. He's a guy. He's a guy. Can't keep Shabbos. I think I would have agreed with that. that. Comes from Shmuel of Salant, and he says, in his opinion, Rav Asher Lemel made a mistake, primarily based on the Svara of the Rajba. Listen carefully. The Rajba wanted to know. The Pasuk says, that a toishav and a sachir cannot eat the carbon pesach, says the Gemara and Ayin Aleph. Who is the pasuk excluding when it says toishav and sachir loyoychabai? Rabbi Kiva says it's excluding someone who has mila without tevila. Yeah, you hear that it's coming to exclude someone who has mila without tevila. Now, the Rashi asks, why would I need a pasuk to exclude someone who has mila without tevila? But someone who has meal without tefillah is not Jewish. I don't need a Pasuk to exclude them. The Rajah is Mechadesh, even though they need tefillah. But the Rajah says, Nichnas Kfar Hizchil, the Nichnas Ktsas, the Das Yehudis, She'enoi Tzarech Ela Tefillah. They already began and entered the Jewish religion that all they need is tefillah. So the Rajah is Mechadesh, that once a person has Mila without tefillah, you would have thought they could eat from the carbon Pesach, and I need a Pasuk that says they can't eat from the carbon Pesach. Says Rav Shnol Salan, that means you would have thought, Mila without Tvila renders you capable to eat the carbon Pesach. And I have a Pasuk that says, in fact, you can't. But do I have a Pasuk that says that if you have Mila without Tvila, you can't keep Shabbos? The same way I would have thought if you have Mila without Tefillah, you could have eaten from the Karim Pesach. I also would have thought if you have Mila without Tefillah, you could keep Shabbos. And I happen to have a Pasuk that, no, if you have Mila without Tefillah, you can't eat from the Karim Pesach. But I don't have a Pasuk that if you have Mila without Tefillah, you can't keep Shabbos. So the Havamina that I would have had by Karim Pesach and is only uprooted because I have a Pasuk that you don't bring the Karim Pesach if you have Mila without Tefillah, we would apply to Shabbos that Mila without Tefillah, you could keep the Shabbos based on the Rajvah. You hear Rabbi Shmuel Salant's argument? Shmuel Salant is saying the Rajvah learns that the reason I needed a Pasuk by Karim Pesach is because I would have thought that since Mila, that since Mila is, um, it makes you enter the Jewish fold to some extent. I would have thought you could eat from the Karim Pesach. 
So by the same token, maybe I would have thought you could keep Shabbos if you have meal without tefillah. And the only reason if you have meal without tefillah you can't eat from the Karm Pesach is because I have a Gzeris HaKosov of Toy Shabbos Sachir Lo Yoi But I don't have a Gzeris HaKosov by Shabbos. So that means I would have thought you could keep Shabbos with Mila and I have no Pesach that's saying you can't keep Shabbos by, by Sonu as Mila without tefillah. And therefore, says of Shul Salant, Rav Asher Lemel was incorrect in Paschating that this ger has to desecrate the Shabbos. Then the Rajba, then Rav Shul Salant offers another reason why this partial convert should have kept Shabbos. He says, what is the status of someone who has Mila without Tvila? And then he wants to retract. Like this. Here you have a guy, his name is uh, Jim. So we give Jim a Mila. He's not yet ready to go to the mikvah. Then Jim says, ah, you know what? Tell me some of the halachas. So we tell my pal, you know, you can't talk by Chazar Sashatz. He says, really? You're telling me I can't become a Jew if I talk by Chazar Sashatz? He says, yeah. So no, no thanks. Let's say he wants to retract. Could he retract or he's a Jew? He's allowed to retract. He could retract because he's not Jewish yet. He only had Mila, he didn't have tefillah. Says of Shmuel you know what he's like? Let's say you say to a woman, Hey lady, I'm marrying you in 30 days. And the guy's thinking, let me see if she knows how to make chalant or not. And then he has her chalant the first week. Ugh. It tastes like, uh, you know, tastes like rotten applesauce on a good day. He says, let me give her one more shot. It's horrendous. It's terrible. Does he need a get? Or could he say, uh, hey, lady, you know, see you later. I, uh, this, this ain't going to work out. There, there's no commitment. He said, I'm going to marry you in 30 days. So the same way if you tell a woman, I'm going to marry you in 30 days, you could retract without a get. If someone does mila without tefillah, they could retract on the gerus and they were never a Jew. And what if they decide, you know what? I, I do want to become a Jew. I won't talk by Chazar Sashat. Fine. They have to go through the Geras again. Either had Mila, they have to do Hatafest Ambris. So in other words, says Roshon Salant, what's going to happen if somebody sees this Ger who had Mila without Tvila? And then the rabbi says, uh, by the way, you're the Shabbos and you didn't have Tvila yet. You got to desecrate the Shabbos. People are going to think, he desecrated the Shabbos. And then on Tuesday, he went to the mikvah, and he didn't have a, he didn't have a, had toughest ambris. So people are going to think that if you retract on a geros, all you need to do is go to the mikvah, and you don't have to do the mila again. And that's not true, you do have to do the mila again. Now, this guy really doesn't have to do the, the mila again. Why? Because we told him to desecrate the Shabbos since he doesn't have tefillah. But people are not going to know that. And since people are not going to know that, they're going to think mistakenly that the halacha is that if someone who has Mila without Tvila and then desecrates the Shabbos, then if they want to become a Jew, they could just uh, go to the mikvah and they don't have to do Mila again. And says of Shmuel Salant, there's so many areas of halacha where because we're concerned of what people are going to think, we, uh, we change the halacha accordingly. And therefore, says of Shmuel Salant, in this case, of a guy who has Milo without Tvila, and then he doesn't know what to do on Shabbos. 
heaven forbid to tell him to desecrate the Shabbos. Number one, because of the Svara of the Rajva, that Mila without Tefillah enters you into the fold of Judaism to a certain extent, at least to be able to keep the Shabbos. And number two, if you're going to desecrate the Shabbos, it looks like you're retracting on the Geros. And if you're retracting on the Geros, then you can't just go to the Mikvah after. You're going to have to have Hatafas Dambris. And even though this guy is not really retracting, he's just listening to our advice because we're telling him to desecrate the Shabbos because he didn't have Tefillah yet, but people are not going to know that. And therefore, for these two reasons, Roshmo Salan Paskind, that we are required to tell this uh, prospective uh, Ger that he's obligated to keep the Shabbos. By the way, in the Sefer Torahs of Shmuel Salant, he brings that this question happened again. It repeated itself about 30 years later, where uh, two Arelim came um, in front of the Bezdin of the Sfardim, and they did not, they weren't Toivel, and their Mila did not heal yet. And they wanted to know, what should we do? Are we allowed to keep the Shabbos? Or do we have to desecrate the Shabbos? And uh, Rav Shmuel Salan said, by the way, I remember, basically this story happened 30 years ago. And Rav Asher Lemel told the Ger to desecrate the Shabbos. And he was wrong. The Allah says you have to keep the Shabbos for the following two reasons. Number one, the Rajba. Namely, once you have Mila, you enter the fold of Judaism to some extent. And therefore you have to at least keep the Shabbos. And number two, because if you're going to desecrate the Shabbos, it looks like you're retracting on the Geros, and if you retract on the Geros, you would have to do Hatafas Dambris again. And then the Roshon Salant makes the following Kabbalah. If someone who had Milo without Tevila, there's a Pasuk that says he can't eat from the Karm Pesach. Let's say I wouldn't have a Pasuk that he can't eat from the Karm Pesach. I would think he could. Now, what's the punishment of someone who's not Jewish and eats from the Karm Pesach? And even so, this person who has Milo without Tvila, I would have thought he's supposed to eat from the Karm Pesach even though he's tampering with something very serious. Potentially a Chiv Kares. But we say no. You had Mila that renders you enough of a Jew that you need to Eat the Karm Pesach had it not been for a Pasuk of Toisha V'Sachal HaYechabai. So says the Shmuel Salant, if I even would have thought you could eat the Karm Pesach, which has a Chi of Misa, because you have Mila, certainly you should be able to keep the Shabbos, which does not have such a, chi, a severe punishment for someone who is not Jewish for keeping the Shabbos. As we said, the Ramam says someone who keeps the Shabbos inappropriately is not Chayiv Misa. So if you would even eat a Karim Pesach without Tevila, certainly you should keep the Shabbos. That was the Psak of Rav Shmuel Salant, both in 1848 and in 1878. Good point. You want to say we should be able to prove that you don't need Tevila uh, for Achilles Karm Pesach because the Jews in the Midbar, L'Chaira, they did not have Tevila when they ate the Karm Pesach. Okay, we're gonna, that's a, a very important point. We're going to come to the tshuva of the Aruch Laner, and the Aruch Laner makes a similar point. Please take a look at number five. This shayla was brought to 
The Shailas Tshuvas Binyan Siyon. The Shailas Tshuvas Binyan Siyon is Rabbi Yaakov Etlinger. Rabbi Yaakov Etlinger was the rabbi in Altona. And he received the letter from Rav Asher Lemel. And Rav Asher Lemel said, look, I really feel that since this convert does not have Tvila, he's a guy. And therefore he shouldn't be allowed to keep Shabbos. And uh, the Archlaner says, look, I heard that nobody wanted to be Mechabal your Psak. Nobody wanted to accept your Psak. So I did a little research. And what I discovered was there is no Bezdin in the world that if a ger did mila and did not do tefillah, the bezin is going to tell the prospective ger, hey, you need to desecrate the Shabbos. There's no such thing. It never happened. There's no court in the world that tells the ger that didn't go to the mikvah, he needs to desecrate the Shabbos. Says the Orach Laner, I'm not sure what the source is. It could just be a svara yeshara. And here's the svara. We know that when somebody... Um, gets a circumcision. It's called a bris. What does a bris mean, Azriel? Circumcision. What does a bris mean? What does the word bris mean? Covenant. covenant. A treaty. When someone has a bris milah, they have a covenant with God. In fact, the Gemara says in Shabbos, when a ger has a milah, you make a bracha, koreis habris. Well, Shabbos is also a bris between us and God. Does it make any sense to say that a convert who has Mila and enters one covenant with God should then be obligated to break and annul the other covenant of Shabbos? That doesn't make any sense. It's just counterintuitive. Once you're entering the covenant, you should have to keep the covenant. What's the seichel of, oh, you're getting the Mila, so oh, the first thing you need to do when you get the Mila is break Shabbos. That doesn't make any sense. If you're entering the fold, you're entering the fold. If you're desperate, if you're not entering, you're not entering the fold. Sometimes you, you need to just use a little straight thinking, a little common so- sense. Says the Aruch Laner, it is not mistaber that when somebody enters the covenant of Mila, they should have to break the covenant of Shabbos. That's just not logical. Furthermore, says the Aruch Laner, what uh, Rabbi Yitzchak says? Rabbi Yitzchak says the following very good svarah. He says, in my opinion, says the Aruch Laner, I would answer Toysus' question different than Toysus based on Rabbi Yitzchak Svara. Toysus wanted to know, why do I need a Pasuk to say that someone who has Mila without Tevila is now to eat the Karim Pesach? Why would I think he eats the Karim Pesach? He's a full-fledged guy. Says the Arch Lener, I'll tell you why I would have thought he eats the Karim Pesach. Because even though regarding every other mitzvah in the Torah, he's a full-fledged guy, Legabe Karben Pesach! All you need is Mila! Where do we see that for Karben Pesach, all you need is Mila? The Jews, in the first Karben Pesach they ever ate, they had Mila, they didn't have Tvila. So you see that in order to eat a Karben Pesach, all you need is Mila. So says Achana, I have a very simple answer to Toysus' question. Toysus wants to know, why do I need a Pasuk that if someone has Mila without Tvila, you can't eat from the Karim Pesach, but he's a guy, why would you think you could? You know why I would think you could? Because the Jews in the desert, in the wilderness of Sinai, the Israelites partook of the Paschal offering with just circumcision and without immersion. So you think that when it comes to Karim Pesach, all you need is Mila without Tvila. That's why I need a Pasuk. But then it comes out that I have a special pasuk 
that for, if someone just has Milo without Tefillah, they can't eat from the Karm Bezim, but I don't have a special Pasuk, that if someone who has Milo without Tefillah, they can't keep Shabbos. And here's the Whopper of the night. The first Whopper. The second Whopper, we'll see if we could get Mendy to hear. Mendy will be very happy after he hears this. The first Whopper is like this. <coughs> when did the Jews get Shabbos? When did the Israelites... They were what? Right. They're commanded in Marah. Ozmi Sinai Nitztavu. Before Sinai. Sham Sam Chayku Mishpat V'sham Yisrael. The Jews got Shabbos and Marah. Before they got the Torah. Now historically, when did the Jews circumcise? The night of Mitzrayim. When did they go to the Mikvah? Harsinai. So when did they get Shabbos? Mara. Mara. So, okay, we have a tradition. They kept Shabbos in, uh, in, in Mitzrayim, but they were given Shabbos at Mara. At that point, they had Mila without Tvila, says Archaner. So we should learn out from there that even though for Karim Pesach we have a Pasuk, if you have Mila without Tvila, you can't eat from the Karim Pesach, but I have the greatest precedent in the world that if you have Mila without Tvila, you could keep Shabbos. Namely, the Jews were given Shabbos at Mara, even though they didn't go to the mikvah. So you want to know, um, uh, Rav Asher Lemel, you're telling me that this potential ger must desecrate Shabbos because he's Milo without tefillah and he's a guy. I will tell you that Shabbos is different than any other mitzvah. All the other mitzvahs, he needed to be a full-fledged Jew and go to the mikvah to be mekah. But not Shabbos. Well, why would Shabbos be different? Because historically, Shabbos was given to the Jewish people when they only had Mila and they didn't have Tefillah at Mara. And therefore, says the Arch Lener, why would that be? Let's think for a moment. Why would it be that we, to be a full-fledged Gary, you need Mikvah? But for Shabbos, all you need is Mila. He would say, either it's Xeris HaKasav that regarding Shabbos, you're no longer a guy once you have Mila. Or... The two covenants go together. Once you are enter the covenant, namely bris, you need to keep the covenant Shabbos. And therefore the Aruch Haner says, Rav Lemel, you're a great rabbi, but when it came to this issue, you made a mistake. You should not have told the Goy to desecrate Shabbos. Either, since we see from Marad that the Jews were commanded on Shabbos when they just had Mila, so it comes out, Shabbos is dependent on Mila and not Tvila. Now I'm going to share with you my favorite Avnei Nezer, one of my favorite Marmachimists I ever came across. I saw this 17 years ago, and I never had an opportunity to say it in a shir. It just never came about. But when I first started giving shirim, so I used to give one shir a year. It took me a whole year to prepare the shir. And then uh, started, you know, getting the process down a little bit. But I remember I saw this a very long time ago. And there's an incredible Avnei Nezer. The Avnei Nezer says, almost exactly like the Archlaner, that it would seem that from the fact that the Jews in Mar, uh, were, the Jews were given Shabbos at Mara, even though they had Mila and not Tvila, that Shabbos is dependent on Mila and it's, uh, Tvila is not necessary. But says the Archlaner, but maybe you'll ask, that was an aberration. That was different. You can't learn that from the Jews in the desert. I'll bring you a Raya. Says the Avnei Nezer, even when the Jews ate the first carbon Pesach, what did they have? Did they have Tefillah? No, they also didn't have Mila. 
Avnei Nezer says they didn't have Mila until later that night. So why don't we learn out from there that uh, you don't need anything to eat the Karam Pesach. It must be, it was a Hirasha, and you can't learn that from the Jews in the desert. So maybe don't say, well, they were given Shabbos at Mara, so maybe all you need is meal without tefillah. And anyway, if they were given, if all you need for Shabbos is Mila, so then why didn't God in Egypt give the Jewish people Shabbos as soon as they did the Mila? So the Abnezer says a mind-boggling thing. He says, if you look in the Zayar HaKadosh, we know there are two parts of Mila. There's the circumcision, you cut the foreskin, then you take the foreskin and you pull it back and you uncover the corona. That's Priya. says, well, who does that? Jewish people do that. The Israelites, you know, and, and the descendants of. We do that. Jews everywhere, observant Jews do Mila and Priya. Mila the Jews did in Egypt. When were we given Priya? says, the Zaya, Priya were given at Mara. At the very same time we were given Shabbos. Says the Avnei Nezer, according to the Zoyar, it comes out so compelling that Shabbos is different than all other mitzvahs in the Torah. All other mitzvahs in the Torah, you need Mila and Tvila. But Shabbos clearly is utterly dependent on Mila. Because you're, we were, so you say, why weren't we given Shabbos in Mitzrayim? Because we didn't have the whole mitzvah of, of Mila in Mitzrayim. We only had Mila. But the Priya wasn't given until Mara. As soon as we got the Priya, we got Shabbos. So says the Avnei Nezer, according to the Zoyar, it comes out, Shabbos is not dependent on being Jewish. Shabbos is dependent on Bris Mila. Why? Either like the Aruch Lener said, either it's Xeris HaKashav, or because the two covenants go together. But according to the Zayar, it is so compelling, the dependency of Shabbos on Mila, because according to the Zayar, they didn't have Priya in Mitzrayim, they had Priya at Mara, and at the very same moment, Hashem gave us Shabbos. Says the Avnei Nezer, so why didn't any of the Rishonim, not Toysis, not the Rajba, learn the Sugi and Yavamis, that even though you need Mila and Tzvila to be a Jew, but for Karban Pesach and Shabbos, you don't need Tzvila, you only need Mila. Says Adonisa, you know why nobody thought of my Pshat? Because Toysis never saw the Zayar HaKadosh. And the Rajba never saw the Zayar HaKadosh. So you say, how could that be? The Zayar was written by the Rashbi and probably by much later Amoyram as well. Yeah, but we know that historically the Zohar was not revealed until after the times of the Rishonim and times of the early Achroinim. The Rishonim did not have the Zohar. So since they didn't have the Zohar, they didn't know this tidbit that the Priya was given at Mara. So therefore they couldn't establish a connection between Mila and Shabbos because the Mila was in Egypt and Shabbos was at Mara. But now that we know that Mila was in Egypt, Priya was at Mara and at the same time with Shabbos, now that we know this tidbit from the Zoyar, we see that Mila and Shabbos go hand in hand, and we could say Shabbos is different from any other mitzvah in the Torah. Shabbos is dependent, Shabbos is dependent on bris Mila. So, Where? Who? What? Would they need Hatafas Dan Bris? No. The Jews? No, and I'll tell you a bigger Chiddush that the Rajva says. Shevet Levi did Mila in Mitzrayim. Did they need to do Hatafas Dambris again when they left Mitzrayim, when Hashem gave the Mitzvah Kal Yisrael? The Rajva said no. 
once you do Mila, L'shem, entering Hashem's bris, even if you're not commanded, you don't have to repeat any of the steps. That's the, another Rashba. So you don't have to do that those numbers. So Marvra Boisai, before we come to the real whopper of the evening, it comes out that while this Ger, who by the way came from Morocco, and he was not able to have Tvila because his Mila was not healed, while Rav Asher Anshel told him to be Mechal Shabbos because he held Mila without Tvila is not a good Ger. And that's what this Ger did. We have three Svaras why in fact Shabbos should have been kept for a ger that has mila without tefillah. Number one, the rajba, that even though you're not a full ger unless you have mila and tefillah, you already begin to enter Judaism a little bit with the mitzvah of mila, and therefore you can't say he should be mechalo Shabbos. Number two, if you're going to be mechalo Shabbos, it looks like you're retracting on the original geros, and if you're trying the original geros, then really you, you should need hatafas dambris again, and it's not going to look good. And number three, Shabbos is different than any other mitzvah in the Torah. Shabbos is not dependent on being Jewish. Shabbos is dependent on bris milah. By the way, before we come to the grand finale, I want to tell you a Rabbi Yosef Engel. Rabbi Yosef Engel writes in his Chedushim on Yivamis that he finds it funny that there are two ingredients in conversion, milah and tefillah. Is it that, uh, you know... You need to get to two, and one without the other is not going to get you there, or is it that they're doing different things? So Rabbi Yisrael says that there are two steps in becoming a Jew. For example, Mendy, you ever use uh, Sefer Hayatsira? Not recently, right? Not since I um, haven't been around as much, right? So, what's Allah if somebody creates, you know, some, in some places they need help with a minion? So you have nine people, right? It used to happen. Remember in the good old days? We're set. So, what do you do? So, the Swaram discussed. You create somebody with the Sefer Yitzira. Is the Goylam created with the Sefer Yitzira? Is he Jewish? Not Jewish. Is he a Goy? Not a Goy. So, what is he? So, you see, you could be not Goy, a not non-Gentile, and not Jewish. Not everyone who's not a Gentile is a Jew. So Yosef Engel says, Mila removes your status of a guy, but you're still not entering the status of being a Jew. Tvila enters you into the fold of being Jewish. So it comes out, But if you have Mila, you're not a guy. You're not a Jew either, but you're not a guy. What? You're a guy lam. Right? That's a... So anyway... So now we come to the, uh, the, the highlight of the year. If you came for this year, this is Ayyavanar. This is a historical episode that's recorded in, uh, by a, a history book about the Chsam Soifer called Zichroin Lamoisha that it was told to Rabbi Yosef Hakoyen Schwartz by Rabbi Zisman of Kashoy that he heard from his good friend, Rabbi Yaakov Frankfurter. Then in the times of the Chassam Seifer, there was a, a little city. What's a good, what's a good name of a city near uh, Preshburg? Frankfurt. A little city. A little city. Seriae. What? Seriae. Seriae. In Seriae, 
We're just we're protecting the the names of the innocents. So we're picking a fictitious name. A guy came, and the guy said, "I want to I want to convert." So the rabbi said, "No problem. You have to accept the mitzvahs." And then they gave the rabbi a uh, and then the rabbi gave him a uh, circumcision. Now this rabbi was not the most expert uh, moyel, but he did the job. You know, it's not like a rabbi living in the big city where he's doing it every Monday and Thursday. He did it once every seven years. The rabbi didn't do such a slick job, as we as we would say. And the guy was in such pain, and uh, he had to be admitted in the hospital, and his life was in danger. And this became a libel, where people said the rabbi tried to kill the the Gentile. And uh, the mayol, or the rab, the mayol was in big trouble. So the rabbi goes to the Chassam Seifer. And Chassam Seifer says, You did what? You and your little city in Sarayeh, you took a gara and you circumcised a gara? This is not something, it's not amateur hour. Uh, yeah, you know, circumcision, not amateur hour. Either you know you know, you know. Chassam Seifer is very upset, but he said, Okay, it's done already. There's only one way out. Your whole city is in danger. The whole world is in danger. All of Kalisol is in danger. This is what you're going to have to do, Rabbi. You're going to call the mile. You're going to pick the mile up in your wagon. You're going to pick up the guy in the wagon. And you're going to tell the guy you're taking him to a famous doctor. And you're going to be riding along the Danube River. And you're going to make a sharp right turn straight into the river. And you're going to commit suicide. And this way, uh, people are going to understand that you didn't try to kill the guy because if you tried to kill the guy, why would you be kill? Why would you have been trying to help the guy by taking him to the doctor? So you, the mayal, both of you guys got to go into the wagon. You got to bring the guy into the wagon, drive him to the icy river, and you need to plunge to an icy death. And that's it. You got to give up your life. So the rabbi said, if that's what I have to do to save Kai, so that's what I'm going to do. He goes to the mile. The mile says, I'm going to do that also. They knock on the guy's house. The guy's, you know, he's half dead. He says, come on, there's a good doctor. He says, is it a Jewish doctor? Yeah, it's a Jewish doctor. He jumps in the wagon. They get to the Danube River, and they're about to make a right turn into the icy river. All of a sudden, they see there's a rabbi standing there. The long white beard. He says, what are you doing? Are you out of your mind? Sorry, you know, we just lost control. What's going on here? Who's in here? He says, whatever, whatever. The rabbi doesn't let up. He says, tell me, what's happening? He says, we have a choyla in the back. What's wrong? He has a botched mila. Okay. You guys are mishugoyim. You're going to a doctor? A doctor? What's the doctor going to do? Once he botched the mila, there's nothing he could do. I happen to have some water in my back pocket. I'm going to pour it on the guy and he's going to have Rafu Shalema. And he pours it on the guy and the guy snaps out of it and he has Rafu Shalema. And the rabbi and the moyal head straight off to Chassam Seifer. And the Chassam Seifer says, I knew you'd be coming back to me. You needed to have Eliyahu Malach Habris send a refuah to this guy. And the truth is, says the Chassam Seifer, I also wanted to see him. But you can only see him if you're willing to be Moisar Nefesh al Hashem. And because you followed my advice, which I knew you would, Eliyahu came and he healed the guy. Don't ever do that again. That's the story recorded 
You see the godless of the Chassam Soifer, that he knew, A, how to achieve Gilu Elio, how to bring Rafua to this uh, Goy, and how to save the Jewish people. That's the story. So who discusses the story? Obviously, Rabbi Yitzchak Zilberstein in the Chashukei Chemed. And Rabbi Yitzchak Zilberstein asks one simple question. The rabbi wants to give up his life to save the Jewish people? You're allowed to do that. The Gemara and Tainus talks about a situation where the king wanted to kill out the city because his daughter was killed. So puppets and loneliness, they gave up their life and they committed suicide to save the Jewish people. Are you allowed to commit suicide to save the Jewish people? Avada and Avada, you're allowed to. Are you allowed to kill someone to save other Jews? Absolutely not. We know many, uh, the Gemara says, that if the Goyim say, either give us one of you or we're going to kill everyone, you're not allowed to give one of them. So ask of Yitzhak Zilberstein, the fact that the rabbi wants to um, turn right into the Danube River and kill himself, he's allowed to do that. The fact that the Mayo wants to commit suicide, he's allowed to do that. But how are they allowed to kill the guy? So you say, what do you mean? It's not a Yisraeli. But he had Mila without Tvila. And according to the Rajba, if you have Mila without Tvila, you already entered Nichnas Ktsas into the fold, and you've already become a Jew to a certain extent, and you have Kedushas Yisrael. Says Yitzhak Zilberstein, what's the halacha of someone who had Mila without Tvila, and his life is on the line? Are you allowed to desecrate the Shabbos to save their life? So Yitzhak Zilberstein quotes the Chalkas Yoyav, that uh, since that he has Kedushas Yisrael, you're allowed to desecrate Shabbos to save their life. Ooh, you're allowed to desecrate, so that means, if you're allowed to desecrate Shabbos to save their life, that means, if you even have to desecrate Shabbos to save your life, their life, then how could you kill them to save other Jews? That's the Kasha of Yitzhak Zilberstein. And I would answer very simply, Who's the question on them? In other, the Chassam Soifer knew that they wouldn't be killing him because the Chassam Soifer knew what the outcome of the story was. I guess the question though is how were they allowed to listen to the Chassam Soifer? I don't know. When the Chassam Soifer tells you to do it, you do it. When the Chassam Soifer tells you to jump, you jump. But I guess that's not right. You know, in other words, it would seem that they should not have listened to the Psaq of the Chassam Soifer. So Rabbi Yitzhak Zuberstein says as follows. Even though you're not allowed to kill someone to save other people's lives, but if that someone only has chayesha, if that someone anyway doesn't have a prospect of living indefinitely, then you may be allowed to take their life to save others. This guy, his Milo was so botched that his uh, prognosis for living wasn't good anyway. So he was only capable of living Chayesha, uh, so they were allowed to, uh, so to speak, kill him to save other Jews. But Marvra Boisai, this is the great controversy of 1848 and the riveting story of the Chassam Soifer, who actually recommended to a rabbi and a moyal that they commit suicide to save the rest of the Jewish people. And this is based on the Svara of the Rajba, that it does seem that even though one is not a ger, if they only have Mila without Tevila, nevertheless, there is some element of Judaism that has been created through Mila even without Tevila. According to Rabbi Yosef Engel, it means the status of 
Gentileness has been taken away, but the status of Judaism has not begun. Plus, Rav Shmuel Salan says, if you're going to desecrate the Shabbos after Mila, it looks like you're retracting. And one of the most interesting stories we saw is that it seems that Shabbos is very dependent on Bris Mila, either because they're both covenants, or because Kal Yisrael at Mara received Shabbos with Mila, and even though they did not receive the Tvila yet. Okay, if you do know any converts, it is recommended that they go to the mikvah before Shabbos. They could go to, um, right over here, to the shtibel, or they could go to Eish uh, Kodesh. But it is recommended that they go to the mikvah before the Shabbos so they don't have to get involved in such a uh, heated controversy. Rabbi have a great night. What? No problem, me too. My question for you is do you have this shit recorded on or anything so that then you could upload to Tony anytime? Even on the Tony Time live stream, they weren't able to. I got tests from a few people. Really? Yep. It's a, a, 